show is joined by the Ryder Bronx head coach, Kevin Baggett. Coach Baggett, how are things up there in Jersey, man? Uh, so it's cold up here, Jr. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish this on anybody, man. Right about now, it's uh, it's down like five degrees here and very windy. So um, I'm glad that uh, basketball is indoors and not outdoors, and we don't have to play football. I hear that, Coach, because I know watching that Chiefs-Patriots uh, game, I saw how cold it was, and, man, I, I couldn't imagine being on sidelines for that game, covering that game. Exactly. exactly. I was thinking the same thing, there. Yeah, the Coach, we, I had a cold game this year in Green Bay on December 9th, and, Coach, I must tell you, we got blowed out by the Packers, and I was miserable the whole time because <laughs> the getting destroyed. I'm on the sideline. I'm in four layers, and I'm still feel like I'm frozen. I got ice box almost, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there's any hot chocolate or, 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 or heat pad or any kind of heat bench. No, that, that wouldn't be for me, man. I, 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 don't, I respect those guys who can go out there every week and, and play in that type of weather and, and hit as, as hard as they hit. And not for me, JR, not for me. I hear that, Coach. Now, Coach, your team is 5-0 in MAC play, Coach. And what's been the key factors for your team, the nice starting conference play you have had, you have going right now, and how do you see yourselves going forward, starting off all 5-0 right now? Yeah, I think we're just finally starting to evolve into the team I thought we were going to be. You know, we got off to a slow start. We played a tough non-conference schedule. We, I, I always tell our guys I didn't do them any justice this year. but we traveled, all the we traveled for like 12 days for almost 9,000 miles on and off planes every other morning. And I, I didn't do us any justice at all. So I, I took the blame for our early night off schedule. And then you know, as we got ready to get into the league, we just needed to get some confidence. And once we started getting better and some confidence and, and being a team that we all know we're capable of being, uh, this, is a, this has allowed us to really start to come together and start to play good basketball. And like you said, Coach, that non-conference schedule, I know it was tough, but I feel like it toughened your team up and showed them how to fight through some adversity, traveling all those miles. I feel like it's good for team building and team bonding while you're going through a struggle, while you're losing some games you might not want to lose, but you're becoming one that's going to help you like now here in late January, going into February and into March there, Coach. And I feel like the, the guys are playing well based off of those tough times you had in November and December there. Definitely, I, I, you know, our guys are starting to figure out. You know, these young kids—they don't—they don't understand when they're going through adversity what they're dealing with. They don't put things in perspective. As a coach, I'm constantly reminding them the big picture is, you know, getting better and competing against this type of competition that we competed against to make sure that when we do go into our our conference, that we're prepared, that we know we've been able to play some some high level schools and play them very competitively. And, and so, you know, again, there's no knock on any teams in our league, but if we feel like we're capable of competing against some of those high-level teams, that we should be able to transition that into our conference and, you know, hopefully feel, fare well in our conference. And, and I think our guys are starting to figure it out. And it will help us, and it has helped us. But uh, big picture, sometimes when you're going through it, like they say, you can't always see the forest from the trees. And, Coach, you know, I do a lot of speaking at mid-major schools, different teams who have me come in and talk to them. Well, I'll try to tell these guys at the level you coach at, coaches, hey, you want to at least win your conference in the, in the, in the regular season because you get the into the NIT. As a as a fallback, if in the those days in March, February, those three or four days, you can't get all the way there. But I, the goal is getting to, to March Madness one way or another, the NIT or the big dance, preferably. But when your conference regular season title, you, you you will play after the season's over with. So I try to tell the guys that lead that big picture and just say, yes, let's build towards that 
great run through January, February, and that last week in March, getting that tournament push. But take your business all through January, and February to make sure you get at least get that birth in the NIT there. Right, and I, I thought what happened for us, obviously, winning the league last year, getting the postseason to the postseason bid to the NIT, having played Argon. I, I thought we did a really good job. I thought we took that next step. Obviously, we had been that type of postseason in the NIT since 1998. The NCAA tournament now still looms, you know, behind us, and we're trying to get there, but that's, that's 1994, so we've taken the right step. I just thought early on we didn't come back as focused as I had hoped we would. You know, sometimes these kids start to read their clippings and everything mm-hmm. and start to, you know, everybody talked about we got preseason this, preseason that, this all-conference player, this all-conference player, that, and they started, <clears throat> excuse me, reading their clippings, but a couple of things that they forgot that you have to go out and perform in order to fulfill some of those preseason polls and, 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 and all conference polls. And then secondly, they, what they weren't really understanding as I tried to talk to them throughout the summer is that every team was going to give us their best shot at night in and night out. And I thought we took that for granted early on. I thought we weren't focused enough and uh, we've now gotten back to being that team and being focused and understanding now, okay, yes, you're right, coach. Everybody's going to give us their best shots, so and we got to be ready. We can't take anybody for granted. And I, I really think that's what's gotten us off to a good start. You know, obviously now we've got a little bit of confidence. Uh, we, we got a big game coming up this Friday with Iona, so I'm certainly hoping that uh, we'll be ready. We will be ready because, you know, they, they've always given us a, a great battle wherever it might be, whether it's here or there. We struggle to win at their place. I, I just actually, I'm in the office now, and I put something up on the board. In, our, in the last past 10 years, we're 3-7 and seven on the road against those guys and, and having won two years ago against them pretty big. But uh, we've not had a lot of success down there. So we really got to be attentive to all the details in terms of what we're getting prepared to do, you know, as far as playing these guys and understanding that, uh, you know, they're well coached. They, they, what you talked about earlier, JR, is they do have that pedigree of getting to the NCAA tournament, having that experience and having the coaches that have been through it as well. So um, that's where I'm trying to get our team to. And, and being in the NIT certainly help us take the, it helped us to take the next step. But we certainly got to take that next step and get to the NCAA tournament. And, Coach, I feel like a lot of young guys don't realize this in the summertime and at March, April, May, July, June. You got to get better. So player development programs yep. are very key. And I feel like even when, especially when you win, there are, like you said, there are guys in the conference who maybe finish last, but they're trying to be, get better than you. So that player development right. programs are very key to how good a team is the following year. And I feel like a lot, sometimes a lot of young men don't take the player development piece in when those workouts summertime very seriously as they should because this is about making you better for when the games count starting November through March there. Right, and the one thing that we, we're fortunate enough to have, JR, we have our guys at least stay one summer session with us to where, you know, uh, like you talked about, a lot of these kids aren't self-motivated. We have a handful of guys that honestly will get in and, and get the work that they need to get, you know, in order for them to be better. But it's the other handful that, you know, we're constantly staying on top of them to make sure that they do get those workouts in order for them to be better. But you and I know that, the only way to become really a great player is to be motivated and get in there on your own where you don't need the coaches. That's something in addition to what we're, we're doing as far as player development, getting you better. Um, and that, that's something where I, I think a lot of these kids are, have lost that. I think they don't really understand that there's millions and millions of players out here and kids out here that 
would love to be in their situation, would love to have, to have the opportunity that they have. I think they take those things for granted, but I also don't think that they understand and see the big picture of how many people out here are really trying to get after it and, and trying to be better, and they're blessed and fortunate enough to be in a situation where they have everything in front of them in order for them to be able to do it, but uh, sometimes they lack the motivation in order to get where they need to get to. You got there, right, Coach. And, Coach, now, for my listeners out here, Coach, we got listeners out from California all the way to Maine. We got the whole country covered with the affiliates we have, Coach. So who are some mm-hmm. guys on your roster, Coach, for my listeners audience who are played very key roles for you guys this year when they watch the rider? Who's who some guys they should kind of keep an eye on us, know what they're doing for you, how they're helping the team go and it's keying this streak you guys are on? It uh, starts with our point guard, Stevie Jordan, who's a hard soul. He is the heartbeat of our team. He's our point guard. He uh, He's actually a junior now. He walked in. Uh, he's a preseason all-conference player, first-team all-conference player. It starts with him getting after it, directing our guys. He Not only can Stevie score, but his whole thing is to make sure that he gets everybody involved first and foremost. He's, our, he's, my, he's an extension of me. I, I really – you know, I tell people this all the time. You know, if, if you have good players, they make you look like good coaches. And it starts with the point guard. And Stevie, if you have a good quarterback, then, then there's a chance that you have a good shot of being a good team. And Stevie's that quarterback for us that's going to get us directed, going to get us in our offense, going to make sure that guys are getting the ball where they need to get to. So it starts with him. And then it starts, then secondly, would be our, what I would call our alpha dog in Demetrio Vaughn, who we lost some games. Um, back in, in November, December, without him, he had a fracture in his ankle. He got hurt in the game, and he missed about a month of basketball for us. But he's back playing at 17 the other night for us against Manhattan, which was huge. But he's our alpha dog. He's the guy that's going to get after it. He's the guy that's going to take the big shots. He's going to guard the other team's best player. He's going to get after our guys and make sure that everybody is doing what it is that they need to do. He's also – a uh, first-team all-conference preseason pick as well. So those two guys, um, Stevie being a junior, Demetrio is a redshirt sophomore. It starts with those two guys. And then a young man that uh, is still building on what he did last year, Frederick Scott, is a transfer from DePaul, a freshman, uh, excuse me, a sophomore transfer now from DePaul. He was a six-man of the year last year, and he's building on that this year, uh, having a really good year for us. And kind of that guy that can do a little bit of everything, six eight can handle the ball, can shoot it, can score inside out. Uh, he still needs to get better defensively, but he's a young man that uh, has a huge upside in, in just learning and getting better every day, so I'm excited for him. Uh, we got Jordan Allen, who's a retro sophomore for us, one of our best three-point shooter. Um, he's had some huge games for us, up and down a little bit, like for him to be a little bit more consistent, but uh, if we can get him going more consistent in the league, which he's gotten off to a good start, and then we'll be good from the outside. Uh, another young man is our starting center, Tyre Marshall, who I think he's really having a good year, really coming on in the tournament. Uh, he, he's going to really push for, you know, being the best center in the league this year, I think. Uh, Kamar Williams is a transfer from Florida International, starting at the point guard for us or off guard when he moves Stevie off the ball. Uh, he's another young man that's really starting to go with us now and starting to figure and find his way into our team. Uh, so I'm happy to see his progression. And then uh, we have another young man that's a, a fifth-year senior for us, and I can't speak enough about Anthony Dorham, who's just been the guy that's been in our program the longest. He represents everything that our program is about on and off the court, 
hard worker, actually in the gym right now by himself, working with one of our managers who's rebounding for him. He's the glue guy for us, but yet uh, he's that guy that says all the right things and does all the right things that you need as a coach and a player to, to make sure that uh, he's getting the message across to our team and that it doesn't always come from me, it comes from him. You know, and then just, just a number of guys, it's a team, JR, and it's a team that's really starting to click on all cylinders and everybody's starting to really understand and define their roles, which is certainly helpful for me in playing those roles because obviously everybody wants to play a lot. We have a, we have a lot of depth. We play a lot of guys, but, you know, there's certain guys on our team that aren't playing the amount of minutes that I'm sure that they love to play, but yet being team players, they're all buying into it and, uh, you know, really playing a role at this time of the year. I hear that, Coach. You definitely want to have a, a – Coach, you have a true team. But I would mean you describe a piece you need to have a complete team, and you have that. Plus, you have a balanced roster, class-wise for it. Also, you have a balanced force, you're scoring, you're rebounding. So, I, I was telling right. my, my researchers here, your team is very primed for great things, the way it's constructed and under your tools. They, they they will do things. They buy into buy in and keep buying into what you're, what you're teaching them. They'll be a A-OK, in my opinion. Absolutely. I, I believe that as well. Like I said, we've been knocking on the door. They understand that uh, what it would mean to get this university to the NCAA tournament, what it would mean for our fans. Uh, it, it's a long time coming, and we just got to take one game at a time, stay focused. You know, everybody in the league is really starting to play well. You can see that. Mammoth is coming on. Iona, obviously, Quinnipiac. There's the Kinesis. There's a number of different teams. But we're going to take it one game at a time. We're going to enjoy it, which is important as well to make sure as we're going along with this that we're having fun and enjoying it. And um, just stay together, you know, and make sure that uh, I, I keep them focused and they stay focused. And I, I, I love your league, Coach, because you, you your, your league is full of guys I talk to all the time, which is like Reggie, Reggie uh, Baker, oh, yeah. and Jamie on. I mean, they, I talk to them pretty right. often. So it's like, you know, those guys are, 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 are good guys who text me all the time. I'm like, hey, I, I can't have you on until you start winning. <laughs> That's what I told <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I give them a hard time. Wait, you start winning, I might have you but I'm going to Ryder until you – you got to catch Ryder before you get on the show now. I can't have that. Come on, man. Don't get him all hyped up, man, where he starts coming in here beating us. But, no, to be honest with you, there's so many really good coaches in this league and the guys that you just mentioned. And then Jamie Allen's going to get those guys turned around. They've had some big upset wins already with the guys that are returning and some of the guys that he bought in. But – you know, night in and night out, these guys, the staff do a great job scouting, knowing one another, knowing our, their opponents just as we know our opponents. And, you know, you can't take any team lightly, whether at the top of the league or they're at the bottom, you know. And so that's just a sign of good coaches and, and what they do to get their guys playing in their programs and, and buying in and doing the things that they need to do in order for them to be successful as well. And, Coach, I can't, I can't let you go by asking you some bold prediction. Who you got, Rams or Patriots? I got the Patriots. Uh, you, you can't you can't go against Tom Brady. You saw what he did last night. He is the goat, you know. And it's just he, he just defines what it is to, of greatness. You know everything that he does. You know the guys around him, everybody that buys in. It's so hard to separate yourself and be that type of player and that that type of greatness. And so uh, I'm enjoying watching it. You know, and, and I'm glad my kids are old enough to see it, but. Man, in our lifetime, the Michael Jordans, the Brady's, they don't, Muhammad Ali, these guys come few and far between. So I'm just enjoying it. And 
how could you root against a guy or how could you bet against him? Because every time you do, you know, he finds a way to get it done. And I know they lost last year, so trust me, that that's an extra incentive for him to get back this year and, and hoist that uh, Lombardi trophy. Well, Coach, you know me personally. I have a Tom Brady PTSD based on Super Bowl that happened in Houston. So I, when I see that guy, flashbacks of that right, back right. day in Houston, man, we was up twenty to three on them boys. I, right, exactly. I remember. I remember. Unless that clock is expired with all zeros on it, can't ever count Tom Brady out. Well, Coach, I'd say see Atlanta I have now become the the Atlanta Rams now. We're all Rams fans right. here in Atlanta. <laughs> we are, okay, okay. We are cheering for the Rams here, Coach, because we can't – it was like we had right. – yeah, we, Coach, we're cheering for Chiefs, Rams, to be honest with you, because the right. Saints are our rivals. We don't want to see them, and the Patriots took, took, took our Super Bowl from us. We was up on them. We was like, we can't want them here, so – but, you know, right. we got the Rams, so trust me. See, Atlanta, they, they all adopted them calling themselves the Atlanta Rams now. It's funny how people okay. got the shirts out here already, man. Coach, they, the city's right. buzzing for the Super Bowl to be here. It's buzzing, man. Waffle House is well, that's gonna be awesome. right now. That, that, <laughs> they, that new stadium that they built. Now, I'm a Vikings fan, so you know I'm struggling, man, with the fact that uh, we, we, we actually had that big win against New Orleans last year, and I thought it was going to carry over this year. And then we go out and get Kirk Cousins, but it didn't happen for us, but you know, I'm sure they're going to go out and address some of the things that they need to address. But this Super Bowl is going to be exciting. You got two really good, talented players. One young guy, you know, in, in his first year as a quarterback, and then you got Tom Brady that you can learn from. But man, what two dynamic head coaches on both teams and, and assistants! That's just going to be fun to sit back and watch. And again, like I said, I, I, I'm not rooting for either one. I'm being a Viking fan, but I'm, I'm rooting for a good game. Yeah, the Vikings. I, I, I like y'all, Coach Mike Zimmer. He's a real cool dude. Right. I talked to him at the league meetings. I always has okay. time for you, man. He's a great guy. And I'm gonna tell you, Coach. I'm gonna tell you what hurt the Vikings. You know when that when the Coach mm-hmm. Sperano died. You no, know, he had yeah. that line in order. Yep. When he passed away, right. and that line kind of just. You know, if you vouch a line, you can't really protect the quarterback. And Kirk Cousins already a check down Charlie to begin with. If he gets squished right. in that pocket, you gonna check it down real, right. real fast than you would normally. <laughs> so it's like, well, well, and you're 100 percent right, Jr. I know a lot of people are saying, you know, Kirk Cousins can't win this, can't win that. But if you're a quarterback and you don't have a good offensive line, and, and that, that was unfortunate that Ronald died right before the season and. Those are things that have happened, and I, I've been a Viking fan since the Purple People Eaters, but those are things that have happened to us in our franchise a lot of times. We've had a lot of unfortunate things happen to us, but, you know, that offensive line was in disarray from the start to the end. And, you know, I just believe if they go out and address the line and get some better guys, and they've hired Gary Kubiak, which I think is a great hire for Zimmer, and He'll help him out, and Zimmer can focus on the defense while Kubiak helps with the new offensive coordinator that we have. That I, I do believe the pieces are in place for us to have a chance to compete again and get back to the playoffs. But, um, man, it's, it's never guaranteed in, in the NFL year in and year out, and in sports in general. So that's what makes it interesting. That's what uh, you got. You got to live in the moment because you just never know. Like New Orleans lost yesterday. You just never know when you have a chance to get back there again. You got there right, Coach. And Coach Baggett, you've been a great. He's always on the show with your time. And for, I love when we have a conversation with each other. Coach is always good and always insightful. A lot of things we, we talk about here when we get together with the coach. I look forward to talking to you again down the road. Hopefully in March, Coach, when you get punched in that big dance to the big dance there, Coach, not the NIT, but the, but the real one. Hope that happens for you, Coach. 
Absolutely, and I always enjoy being on your station there. So thank you, and I appreciate you covering us. All right, folks, it's Kevin Baggett, the Ryder Bronx on the Boss Man Show. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back in the Boss Man Show. Time for bad. Thanks, Jay Monique. Jay, what is good in the hood? Hey. Just enjoying this cold weather. I see. Yeah, you're enjoying it. Yes, it is very chilly in the ATL. And next week, during Super Bowl, we're going to be the coldest of the year. Of all weeks, Super Bowl's in town. going to be the coldest of the year. Go figure, right? Yeah, Florida's going to be getting it, too. So, yeah, it's very cold. And I feel for the Atlanta inhabitants who are flying in town at, at the airport. Uh, have fun with TSA. A lot of them dudes calling off work right now. If you're coming in via domestic, you're good. International, you ain't going to have no bags. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> International, uh, kiss your laptop goodbye, your MacBook goodbye, your uh, Windows 10, Google Mac, whatever book you got is not going to be there. Just saying. Your Fendi, your Versace, your Dolce & Gabbana uh, ain't going to be there. Just telling you right now. International flights coming in Atlanta next, next week. Have fun. Because your bags getting to you is a crap shoot at best, Jay. <laughs> you have been warned. Yes, indeed. So, Jay, start us off. What is the first bad take you have on your ledger today for us to break down and shake our heads about? Because as we know, people here on the Boss Man Show, we told you, bad takes beget even worse takes. So, Jay, it's on you. Oh, yes, they certainly are. A man <laughs> hospitalized after injecting his own semen to treat back pain. A new study published in the Irish Medical Journal recounts the case of a 33-year-old man who was hospitalized after repeatedly injecting himself with semen to relieve chronic back pain. This is the first reported case of semen injection for use as a medical treatment. This happened in Dublin, by the way, just to let y'all know. And the man's handmade remedy was reportedly discovered when he showed up at a doctor's office complaining of severe back pain. While examining the patient, a physician noticed the man's right arm appeared swollen and inflamed. And the patient disclosed that he had intravenously injected his own semen as an innovative method to treat back pain. And he had devised this cure independent of any medical advice. So no doctor or any medical professional ever told this man that injecting semen was actually a good idea. Wow. So first of all, I break this down. Why was he arrested? He's harming himself. He was hospitalized. Oh, hospitalized. I thought he was arrested. Okay. Hospitalized. Okay. Furthermore, okay. How does one, you know, get one semen in, into a vial to <laughs> inject themselves with? What are you doing? See, that, that's my, that's why, that's where my mind goes to. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not even so PC. Let me, 
<laughs> I'm trying to keep this FCC uh, appropriate. Okay. When I have those eruptions, you know, it tends to go everywhere. I'm just being honest. So, is my man dropping into like one of them? Like, you know how you go to do a drug test, some little cups or whatever? Is that what he's doing to catch it? That's probably what he's doing, and then he probably takes a syringe to, you know, suck in, you know, the disruption. <laughs> yeah, and then you go put it inside of you to treat your back injury. Now, okay, I don't know how that's on. I don't know what healing, you know, enzymes are in, quote, semen to make your back not hurt. So, I don't know uh, where he got the idea from. Now, Jay, this reminds me of the bad take of a sperm bank. Now, I think sperm banks are bad takes, okay? I just do. I don't need mm-hmm. to go to this weird place and look at Blacktail Magazine, Playboy, any other freak magazine, and whack my monkey $100 (laughs) to me it's a loser if you want to have a kid that bad you know get with somebody y'all connect and see what happens but for this jabroni here in Ireland to stick himself with a syringe full of his own work (laughs) (laughs) yep his own work uh, second hand work at that because you know, you know, from what I know about work, it ain't good after you've been sitting out for a while. It usually dries up if it's on your skin, it looks like like ashy skin or something, then it peels off of you. You know, that's how it typically goes with work. Work is only good when it's hot and creamy and juicy, Lord. After don't get it. <laughs> So, I wonder, is I thought I really care, but is my man injecting it hot, or is he, well, he has to, I guess, because it ain't going to be no good no other way, right? More than likely, he does it, like, right away, like, as soon as he has a disruption, he probably, you know, uses a syringe to scoop it up or suck it up, and then he probably immediately injects it. Oh, God, that's just sick. But apparently, when it entered into his body, it, um, they did an X-ray and it revealed uh, that that there was air trapped beneath the man's skin. So him injecting that semen it was not helping him at all. He could have killed him to cause a clot. Yep. He's lucky he's living. That and that is an example of a bad take. Get even a worse take right there. That bad, bad take. Ireland, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> So what we got next, Jay? We got this uh, jabroni you told me about in Arizona here. Um, yeah, so uh, everybody pretty much knows about the government shutdown because Trump is adamant that he wants this wall uh, for Mexico. So an Arizona lawmaker wants porn to fund Trump's border wall. What? Yes, a GOP lawmaker wants to fund President Donald Trump's border wall by squeezing money out of every Arizonan who patronizes pornographic websites. He recently introduced House Bill 2444, which would require electronic manufacturers to pre-install porn-blocking software on all electronic devices bought or sold in the state. To deactivate the blocking software, a person would have to prove they are at least 18 years old and pay a one-time fee of $20 
to the Arizona Commerce Authority. Manufacturers or retailers could also charge a fee for disabling it. Anyone who deactivates the blocker themselves would face a misdemeanor charge. The money collected by the state, according to the proposal, would form a number of grants, which would, among other things, help sex abuse victims and fund the president's proposed border wall. The Mexico is supposed to pay, pay for the wall, right? Is that what he said? Mexico That's what you said wall. at first. He said Mexico was going to pay for the wall. And then we got alleged porn blocking. We got a jabroni in Arizona who makes no sense. See, Arizona's already messed up, Jay. That's the last day to recognize MLK Day, and they don't get people off on MLK Day. Why? Why? Why they they recognize MLK Day, but they don't let people off on MLK Day in Arizona? Ain't that some mess? Mm-hmm. And that Arizona, is definitely some mess. Arizona does not even recognize that they say sound either. What kind of state? Man. Is Weird. And then you want a border wall that Mexico is supposed to pay for. First of all, that wall signals racism. Yep. signals hate I thought America was supposed to be the land of immigrants you know what I'm saying yeah it's well, supposed to be the land of equality allegedly allegedly you know this fuck was a bad take but you know what's crazy there is more illegals or quote terrorists detained on the northern border with Canada northern border uh huh but you know why that's not a problem, right? It's because they're white. Exactly. They're, they're Scandinavian. They're pale. This is all about white fear. Because in the exactly. year 2043, the America will be a majority minority country. In that's right. Listen up, folks. And whoever wants to argue away. with me, yep. <laughs> and it's not that far away either. And who wants, whoever wants to argue with me, about Trump's border wall allegedly being about border security. It's not about border security. That's what he's telling you. It's about racism. It's about keeping people of a certain color and ethnic background out of this country. That's all it's about, regardless of what he's telling you. Because just like what Boss just pointed out, they didn't say nothing about the Canadian border. They got a border up there. But nobody will be here talking about build a wall. Yeah, if you need a wall, you want in Canada. Not on the southern border, but you have a river, you have river, terrain, and desert. And border cities are safer than a lot of domestic urban cities. You know why? Because the immigrants don't want to get sent back to their old country. They mm-hmm. abide by the laws. Exactly. They don't want to cause attention to themselves. So this whole thing about, oh, they're bringing uh, drugs and rapists into this country and stuff like that, that stuff's already here. And you know what's even more for you know, you know where a lot of our illegal immigrants come from? Visa overstays. Yes. So Exactly. His wall is about divisive. And his whole look, I'm also put it out there. Make America Great Again is is this the new hood. It's just this the new clan clan rallying word. It's MAGA to me is code for the it's a new clan. It's the new hood. Yep. Those hats are the new hoods. I'm with you. Because there's some reason why all the racists and far right leaning groups support this man and his policies. Exactly. Because they know it's, he's racist. It's no incident, people. It's no mistake. 
It's no mistake, brothers and sisters. So, I'm going to tell you all again. There's no crisis on, on, the, on, the, on the border. That's southern border. There's no crisis. The crisis is the man in the White House. That's the crisis. That's right. And if it's really a crisis on, on the northern border because mm-hmm. of the all the people coming in that way that are not the color of Jay and myself. It's and to my viewers, listen who are conservative. If you want to argue with me, fine. I'm, tell me where I'm lying. But if you support Donald Trump, then I, then I know you're already bamboozled. Now I'm a disclaimer. Even though I'm not a conservative, I do not believe all conservatives are racist. Okay, and I don't believe all y'all are racist. I just I disagree with you all on policy. But if you support Donald Trump and his policies, I'm allowed to look, look at you crazy. Yeah. You, you 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 can be conservative and, and not agree with his policies or what he stands for. But if you actually went and punched pulled that lever because of he's a Republican and you're a conservative, hey, I, I, I'm looking sideways. I'm being real with you. I'm not trying to make you feel bad or tell this other show, but. As a Afro Afro Latino man, I have to call it how I see it. Yeah. And Afro Latino man, I see people of color. I will call it how I see it. This man does not want people of color here. DACA, TPS, the Haitian he sent back. He called them asshole countries. Tell me the lie. Tell me the lie, people. Am I lying? I'm quoting what this man said. And for those who say, oh, he's not racist, white people don't determine what racism is. I'm sorry. Because if you knew what that was, we'd have slavery or white supremacy. Exactly. So, white people cannot determine racism. When you try that, that is a bad take. I'm telling you, this is a bad take. That's a bad take. See, at least say black minorities are racist. We cannot be racist. We don't have power. We can be bigots. We have biases. We cannot be racist. We don't have the power. You all do. Racism is using your power to keep another another race or subject group out. That's racism at its bare bones. We can be bigots. We can be biased. We can now be racist as minorities. So I want to create that too. That's because Jay, I feel like a lot of times our Caucasian brothers and sisters try to talk race and they can't. Which is why a lot of them are uncomfortable discussing race because they used to get in trouble. Because, you know, some of them don't understand it. Like, hey, you don't mean it a certain way, but it comes off like you're, you know, trying to talk down or to us, us about race. When you are white, when you, this country was made for white men, okay? Not exactly. white, white men. So it's like, so like, whites in this country, they, they might can empathize or sympathize, but they never understand. What well, is to be about minority in America and how we feel, how we are disfranchised, and just so happen you or I are successful minorities. 
But that don't mean the rest of them was all successful, you know? And there are socioeconomic differences in neighborhoods and funding of schools and all that stuff that they don't understand. Like, most of my white associates or friends live in the suburbs in nice homes. Yep. Most of my black friends live in the urban area part of the city in not so nice homes. That says a lot already, <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. That takes, because Jay, remember, start 19, there'll be 400 years since the first slave was landed in, in Virginia. 400 years this year. That has been the difference between blacks and whites. Like, whites are like this far ahead. And we have to try to run to catch up with them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we've, we've, since yeah, they're like hundreds of years up. ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't want to hear from you fans this week telling about I'm a racist, I'm a bigot, I'm biased. No. I'm speaking to you from the perspective of a minority in America. And a minority that's Afro-Latino, which means I have African-American descent and Latino descent in my blood. That's what that means. So, I see it both ways. And that border wall to me signifies to me racism. We don't want you colored people in our country. And it yep. signifies white fear. Now, if you tell me I'm lying, you are wrong, you're you're, you're not right, you can disagree with my opinion if you want to, but if you can find me the lie in what I've said, please should point it out to me, and I'd love to hear from you. Because, Jay, if they can find me a lie, they can also find me a lottery ticket as well. <laughs> There's no lie there. It's all facts. Straight facts. So, I hope you had the education today on bad takes. Because, folks, to my folks out there, all my brothers and sisters in America, Canada, Mexico, and all of the ones in the Bossman Show, I don't care what it is. Everything you do, it can be always be a good take or a bad take. The choice is yours. But if you give a bad take, I guarantee there'll be a worse one right behind it. And that's what we say on the Boss Man Show every week, every day, 24-7, which is 65 here on the Boss Man Show. Check bad takes out this segment especially at BossManShow.com. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody. Ooh, somebody, can anybody find me somebody to love? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back in the Boss Man Show. Time to boss support with myself and Jay Monique. Jay, you ready for the boss report this week? Yep. No doubt. Folks, been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. First story is this, Jay. Get the F out of here with the BS. Covington Catholic High School's gaslighting Geo Duck Nick Sandman denies being a racist D-bag who smirked and stared down Native American elder while rocking his MAGA bros acted like an alabaster a-holes. Huh, these racist white people always trying to talk down to another race and they feel they can get away with it just because they're white. That's what that is getting irritating with these people. Yeah, and he don't yell that 
old man who was at the Vietnam War vet guy in D.C. I'm like, come on, dude, with your little red hat on. Those, I, 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 I just want to burn those red hats. I hate them. <laughs> and that clown, West, who's married to that heifer, Kardashian, oh my God. And he calls that man somebody he loves? Are you kidding me? Yeah, like me? his friend, his bro, his pal. Like I said, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why any person of color hangs around that man DC. I feel like Kanye has a lot of mental issues because he's displayed mental issues in the past on multiple occasions. So I don't know what's going on with him, but um, I don't think he's mentally stable because that doesn't even make any sense for him as a black person to team up with somebody like that who oppresses his own people. Exactly. It's like, dude, really? It's like, man, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, Dr. King was living, he was shaking his head to all these tap dancers out here like West, who, <laughs> and Adrian Broner, and, you know, Larry Elder, and all these different guys, and that idiot Sheriff Clark with that dumb hat. All these tap dancers who was cute, Bootlicker, that pastor, Daryl Scott. Clowns, fools, and we got this story, Jay. Run, fat ass, run. Moment, an elderly Florida man, seventy-two, tries to run over his neighbor with a tractor after getting into an argument over the grasslands. Oh, well, that's extreme. I mean, it ain't even that serious, but you're going to go and run to a tractor trailer to go and run your name over over some petty argument? Are you serious right now? Over the length of, quote, grass. <laughs> like, over the length of the grass. That's truly a bad take as well. <laughs> that is somebody who has nothing else in life to bother them. If they're going to let something that petty set them off like that to where they want to run over their neighbor. It's like, seriously? It's it's not that serious. I mean, you have so many people out there that actually have real things to worry about more so than the length of grass. Yeah, that wouldn't burn my nerves to quote length of grass. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't faze me. It ain't stopping no show for me. <laughs> that is a ridiculous assertion to go mad, that mad over to go get me. To try to get somebody over with a tractor. That's ridiculous. Like... What? Man, that that takes the cake right there. This was even this is oh, this this story kind of back to our first story here. Oops. Nick Cannon says Travis Scott is for the culture. Due to the Super Bowl and his colleague copulating proclivities out here. Trying to be trying to tap dance for the man. Yeah, he'll be at the Super Bowl at halftime performing with Maroon 5. Got his night doing the national anthem, which I'll be kneeling for, as always. Uh, I don't like it. We need to take a more of a stand. But obviously, we got some people who want the fame and glory. No one's going to send out for what's right, I guess. Yep, exactly. So, tra- so Travis Scott, he was doing what exactly? Or well, Nick Cannon called him out. He, he'll, he'll be at the Super Bowl performing at halftime like, with Maroon 5. Jay-Z went down, so did Rihanna. 
others part of a lot of people. Was Colin Kaepernick, but this clown. You know, he been with a uh, Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Kardashian. He's not nice with them. He's on dude. He's gonna be on the Kardashian show. He's just a tap dancer, man. He's, his song "Sicko Mode" is oh, cool. Oh yeah. His "Sicko Mode" like I don't like the song. I'm gonna him now. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to be seen. He it's like he doesn't really care about what's going on. He just wants to be seen and just make his money, even if it's dirty money. Exactly. That's what that sounds like. And glad I the anthem. Like I'm sorry. When a black person sings the anthem, you're embarrassing yourself. Do you know what third verse that song says? Like it's not the third verse that song says what they flip about you. Like, That's right. Seriously. I'll just take that check. Take that check, Lord. Terrible. We got this. Florida man is run over while laying in the street. Watching the quote lunar eclipse. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible take. <laughs> Why? Why? If, if he got ran over, he brought that on himself. Okay? Yeah, he did. Why was he laying in the road in the first place? He couldn't find anywhere else to lay, maybe perhaps a lawn chair? You know, how about a sidewalk? You know, the sidewalk, the driveway, the balcony of your apartment, maybe. Yeah, those type of things that normal people do. Guys, ass ran over. Serves him right. He shouldn't have been laying there in the first place. It's a road people drive on. He has no business laying in the road. Terrible. That's on him. Very much so. Very much so. And we got this story. Not on. Petunia's watch. John Taylor refutes rumored that Mon Shumpert is stashing a threesome seed. Threesome? Yeah, did you hear about that story that John Taylor and Mon Shumpert have threesomes with, with different people? And allegedly... Amon, no, I did not know that Tiana Taylor gets down like that. And allegedly, Mon Shumpert knocked up the, 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 the third party and she had a seed. Like the picture on, on Christmas, she posted pictures of the, the seed, the third party seed. So she's trying to refute those rumors. People saying that he, he, he for a while, you, you know, dropping work inside of, you know, the third party. They not your wife, brother. That's all. I'm so saying. he, so during a threesome, Tiana, uh, who this man is supposed to be Tiana's boyfriend, White but husband. he ended up knocking husband, and he ended up knocking up. The person of which they were having the this threesome with. Yes. Why are you fishing off in her and not in your wife? Exactly. That's messed up to the third degree. That's just vow. <laughs> and why was protection not involved in the first place? It's one thing not to use protection with his wife. I get it. But once a third party was involved, protection should have been used. Nobody knows where the third party's been at. I agree. I agree. And on the top of that, even without protection, he can't control himself. You don't know that feeling when he's about to disrupt. He should to know. just get out of there. We, we, we all have that feeling, like you know, you know, there is no surprises there. <laughs> See, this is why I've always believed that those type of you know um, actions, you know, in in the bedroom, 
they never turn out good. Like when couples want to spice up their relationship and stuff like that, it usually turns out sour. Situation similar to this, where the guy ends up falling in love with the other person and they end up having a relationship behind the wife or girlfriend's back after the, you know, after the threesome. It's not good to begin with to do that. It's not. It's not. It, it backfired because my man could not. He, I guess he felt the sensation and said, screw it, I'm going to drop it anyway. Maybe he really feeling her. Maybe he was already, he already liked the woman before and is using this as an excuse to say, oh, it was an accident. Exactly. Maybe so. And another one about sport here is like, Florida man's accused of raping a fish. Because, quote, it smelled like vagina. You know, first of all, hold up. Vagina's not supposed to smell like fish. So I don't know what women he's been messing with. Exactly. That would smell similar to a fish in the first place. Yeah. Like, so let's start there. <laughs> that's a pretty bad take right there. Like, yeah. If you're dealing with women who like Captain D's, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. This is not a good thing, and it's not supposed to be a turn-on. That's not supposed to ruffle his feathers by any means. <laughs> Yeah. Smell like fish. That should be like a, 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 a one-way no. ticket to get out of there. <laughs> a, a hell no. We're not doing this. Right. Wow. And then on top of that, the second part of it, the fact that he uh, pleasured himself with this fish. Yeah, I don't understand why you're knocking a cat, a, a big catfish down. <laughs> I don't... I don't and from what I'm told, not that I know, it's not from, no, I'm no uh, angler or fisher man or whatever, catfish have teeth. From what I'm told, oh, what I'm man. told. So if you're dropping your Johnson in a catfish's mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, man's already weird, so maybe he likes that crap. I don't understand. I don't understand it from the beginning, <laughs> middle, or the end of this. <laughs> As to why this catfish is pleasuring this man, and he's uh, not only allowing it, but actually has a nerve to justify it. He has, he has a take on his take, which is bad. Because it quote, it's right, like, yeah, I did it because what? It smelled like vagina. Yeah, no, it shouldn't happen at all. <laughs> no quote fish should smell like <laughs> vagina. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. There is no reason. I'm talking about a quote fish. It's like vagina. Or quote vagina should smell like quote fish. There's, those things should not mix ever. <laughs> if that is the case, you should pull your clothes, either throw them out of your house or you leave from her house. Okay? <laughs> okay, because that says right there the type of women that you've been messing around with all these years. If you pull down the pants or panties, vagina is fish. If you pull out a pants or panties and a smell rises to the top, <laughs> you should be running for the heels. <laughs> yeah, that's what normal guys would do. But he he smelt this fish, and he's thinking, "Oh, this is normal. I smell this all the time on women." And proceeds to knock down very large country catfish wow as a gentleman out there <laughs> don't ever try to disrupt yourself 
with a fish for any reason. And if we hear any reason as to why you're bumping and grinding with a fish, you're getting roasted. Period. Exactly. You're getting roasted. That's not okay. Exactly. And Jay, even on the boss report, what what have we learned today? That bad takes get even worse takes. <laughs> they sure do, because these are just getting worse and worse. Where it's like you got my eyes popping out like the Daz- Tasmanian devil over here, like he did what? <laughs> quote, and then to quote, it smell like vagina. What kind of take is that, sir? <laughs> A bad one. <laughs> like I can't fathom coming up with a take that bad. Well, the sad part is he didn't even try to come up with it. He meant it from the get. Like, he means these things. Like, that was what was going through his, his warped mind of his. Like, my man propped a fish on a tree to angle it properly? <laughs> what? I'm reading the story. Like, he was really all in it. So this isn't even something that was a little one-hitter quitter. Like, he put a lot of thought and effort behind this. This is... The man angled the fish on a tree near near near, near lakeside near, to, to properly achieve the desired outcome. What kind of take is it to quote properly achieve the desired outcome? God, guess this so was the worst. desired outcome was that he disrupted inside of a catfish. That's not cool. At all. This is my problem. Whoever eats that catfish is gonna be oh god. Oh, they're gonna be sick. I hope Something to God that I don't get that fried catfish sandwich or meat from the catfish that was <laughs> you know, violated by this jabroni. <laughs> yeah, that was actually legit a violated catfish. Legit. Yeah, it makes me scared to eat. Thank fish. God I don't eat catfish anyway, so that's not happening to me. I don't. I don't eat that stuff. See, I, I love me a good fish plate from a hood barbecue and fish spot. This mm-hmm. is this is gonna scar me. I'm scarred now. I'm scarred. Like this. Is t- yeah, you traumatized right now. You may not want to eat catfish for a while until all of this blows over. Yeah, because <laughs> my man is. Angling it on a tough tree to achieve the desired outcome. What? Yeah, to achieve the desired outcome. Wow. My man, you do better call. Like call you the... put effort into it. Like, okay, I know I'm getting too deep down this path, but how does Warren, you know, stroke himself toward catfish? I mean, I don't, I just don't get it. Because you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to enjoy doing anything with a catfish or position them, angle them, or hang them from a tree or whatever unnormal stuff that he did with this fish. Like, it reminds me of a story of last year I did when a woman was arrested after giving a horse some some, some sloppy toppy. He <laughs> said, so you went to a stall start just topping him off a horse you'd be surprised at how many stories I've read with people doing things with animals damn like you all not have any shame people nope cause you all are bringing me down <laughs> I 
don't understand these takes. I wish I did, but I don't. I'm not weird like y'all. No. I, I wish I, I wish I wasn't. So, oh God, this this, this really uh, this one really hurts because that take really brought me down. <laughs> <laughs> so folks, we're coming back uh on the boss man show. We're trying to recover from this take here on the boss report. So folks, check out the boss man show at our new site, bossmanshow.com and J. The bossmanshow.com is going up in the rankings on Google. I love that which tells me there's a lot of hits going on, a lot of interaction, because in Google search, the boss man shows rise up the rankings. Sports websites, entertainment, urban, hip hop. See, we give you everything here on the Bossman Show. Your politics, your sports, your urban, your news, your weird news, you get your bad takes. We give you all to you on the Bossman Show. So check us out. New website, bossmanshow.com. My heart skips skipping the beat. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, on the Boss Man Show. Time of bad takes with Jay Monique and myself. Jay, uh, I was scrolling through the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I've learned of these new bad takes about animals. They're my favorite. And you hate animals. <laughs> <laughs> Fur babies. Uh got humans referencing their animals as fur babies. Individuals call themselves quote dog moms, dog dads, cat dads, and cat moms. Mm-hmm. Have we gone too far now in, in, in this whole making animals more than what they are thing? Uh, me personally, I, I do think that it's going too far. I mean, you know, different strokes for different folks, you know, but at the end of the day, if I own a pet, you know, whether I own a dog or a cat, I'm not going to refer to myself as its parent. I would just refer to myself as a pet owner. That's my pet. But I wouldn't say, oh, I'm the dog's parent, me personally. To me, that implies you broke the dog out of your reproductive organs. Telling me that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I read that. You're telling me you have birth, you carried this dog and shot him through your birth canal, right? That's what you're trying to tell me. You told me you quote, you're a quote, oh, mom, I'm reading what, what you told me. <laughs> oh, man. Boss, man, you understand? No, I don't understand. You told me you're a dog, mom. So, did you birth him out of your canal? Like, why are you being such a hard headed you told me you was a dog mom. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell that means. Yep, I, that's what they sh- told you. So look, look, ma'am. Um, first of all, you're not the dog's mom. The 
dog's mom is the dog who had him. <laughs> the dog's mom is the dog that had his ass, okay? Now, you don't know who the damn, the damn dog mom is, probably, because, you know, you got him in the humane society, which is a good thing for rescue animals. So, you have no idea who birthed his ass. So you can't be his mom unless you trying to tell me you carried him in your stomach for nine months and shot him out of your canal. You're being this would evil. never happen. You're be- no, no, no. I'm telling you what you just told me. It's stupid. You said to me, boss man, I'm a pet owner. I have a new dog. I would get those things I get. But tell me you're a dog mom. I don't get sick. <laughs> you know, you know, you want to know who the damn dog's mom is? Hell, some dog probably in the hood. Who knows? It's a, it's, it's a damn dog. You know? And she named him Mailbox. Mailbox? Yes. Why? Because he pees on the mailbox stump. Stop him! (laughs) Right! Train him! I'm pretty sure dogs are, quote, trainable, I think. I think they are. Yes, they are. They're they're very trainable. I mean, you have dogs out there that can, you know, open up doors on their own, you know, all this other stuff. I mean, carry things in their mouth. Dogs are trainable. So, okay, they're trainable. So, tell his ass... You can't pee on the, the, the mailbox post because you're going to go to your mail. You're stepping in piss, so it's on your shoes, and it's stinking. It don't stick up your carpet. Like it makes no sense to me, Jay. And she's like, her take was to me, you need to get you a dog. Hell no, why? Quote, it'll make you nicer. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything, Jay? Will a dog make me quote nicer? No. <laughs> Will it make me probably angrier? Maybe. <laughs> yep. Very angry, actually. <laughs> so, like, that's not a good idea for me. Like, look, if you like dogs, that's fine. Like, if you love animals, great. Just don't force it on me. That's all. But if you're gonna tell me you take about an animal. And I'm you know, not knowing I'm not, an, I'm not an animal person. I'm gonna look at you like you're crazy. You're a dog mom. Jay, she also told you to tell me the dog has a brother at home. Like, what? Okay. A brother at home. What does that mean? Well, Chucky's at home. He's my other, he's my other dog. So you're trying to tell me he, he that you're, trying to, you're trying to tell me that Chucky and mailbox are brothers right on, on, the, on the what premise you're that dog mom <laughs> unless they came from the same dog that's the only thing that would make them brothers is if they came I, from the same dog exactly I'm getting that I said, I said so I said so look I'm gonna hurt your little fantasy here but mailbox and Chucky ain't brothers first of all and because unless they came from the same wild dog and that litter that she had, 
game, brothers. And obviously, Mailbox is eight weeks old. He just been he's was rescued out of the fields. You made society, got him up to speed to give him to you. You, you did a noble thing. But you cannot tell me and tell me that Mailbox check your brothers. They're not brothers. No. Could they be friends? I guess if you want to put human qualities on a dog, yeah. Maybe associate dogs. Uh, you know, <laughs> how about that's two dogs you own? Let's not put qualities on them. Friends, brothers, sisters, whatever. Like, she's going too far, Jay. Yeah, I feel like she's going too far. I mean, she's calling herself a dog mom and then uh, turning around and calling these two dogs brothers that aren't related. I feel like that's going too far. And then Chuck, the name Chucky, that's a pretty odd name for a dog. Like, when I think of Chucky, that reminds me of the Chuck, that red-headed Chucky doll from those yes. horror Chucky movies. That's all I can think of. Or Chucky Cheese. Yeah. So you don't name a dog Chucky out of all the names. And you named this other dog Mailbox. He peed on, peed on the Mailbox post. Well, yeah, that's Mailbox a is a ridiculous name. <laughs> so this poor dog is already scarred, and he don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Mailbox, what? And his roommate's name is Chucky. Jesus, and I'm like, I feel for these two dogs. They're already screwed. They have no <laughs> chance. <laughs> poor animals. You know, poor animals. Now, Jason Bowl is going to be here in Atlanta. We're getting ready for it. And some jackass jabroni decided to put a billboard up, Jay, saying this, that, quote, circumcision, it's your decision. You kidding me? Yeah, I've never heard of a billboard advertising circumcision before. This is the first time that I've heard of it. Yeah, circumcision. I know what circumcision is, but to advertise on the billboard, that's like, oh, really? Yeah, it just gets your kids clipped today. Why? <laughs> at the circumcision center of Atlanta. Oh my God! I'm getting done at the hospital, not at some quote center. Like, <laughs> not taking my child to a quote circumcision clinic. I'm not doing it. Or center. I'm not doing it. If I want my child circumcised, it'll be done at the hospital, not right. at some circumcision center of Atlanta. Not happening. Like, no. Like, okay. Um, okay, this is going to be. Whew. Okay, how does one think this is a good idea for a business, first of all? Like, I am convinced most babies are circumcised when they leave the hospital. Yeah. So, how does that business even... What's, what is the model? What is their prospective client? Well, I'm assuming you know? the prospective client is from parents who have boys that they want to get circumcised. I guess, but most done in the done in the hospital though. That, that's that's why I'm like I'm so perplexed. Ninety-nine percent of circumcisions I know of are done in the hospital. Ninety percent of them are done in the yep. hospital. So well, it's like I don't put that billboard at us. 
So it's like, why would I take my baby from the hospital, go home, and then take him to, to your center? What I mean, unless your price is a lower than the hospital charge is, but from what I know, not that I know much about it, circ- circumcision is part of the basic birth package of insurance. Secluded kind of ended in strength of the birth. Now, if something went south or something, okay then. So it's kind of like I'm trying to find out where is your niche at. I mean, who who are you going after? The most insurance plans cover that in part of the birthing the birth birthing package of you know birth and delivery package. You know. So yeah, I'm not understanding their, their whole premise. But their tagline, circumcision, dot, 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 it's your decision. That's a bad take, if you ask me. So they're just straight up making money off of circumcision. Yeah. And, okay, point two. What kind of sick freak gets into that that trade? I see if we get to the trade of clipping boys' Johnsons before they <laughs> don't know what's going on. <laughs> what kind of sick freak is that? <laughs> That's a horrific freakery to be in. Or freakery? <laughs> freakery, yes. I mean, you just clipping on your young babies' Johnsons all day. I mean, that's a you went to middle school for that? You spent all that money, loan money for that? Oh, somebody got to do it, but come on. That's your trade? Clipping Johnsons? Okay. <laughs> but yeah. this big-ass billboard's on I-75, Jay. You can't miss it. Well, they really it's trying horrific. to get that business. They want to make sure that they're as a thing. Okay, it's another question. It's a marketing question. I get it's Super Bowl week in Atlanta the next two weeks. There's a lot of people coming to town. Mm-hmm. What makes they think they're going to come in the town and get their baby circumcised here in Atlanta? <laughs> in town, covers Super Bowl, they don't come back out. You know, the people who are baby. visiting will see the sign and then revisit at another time. I don't know. I don't know what their mindset is, but they're probably thinking <laughs> whoever sees it that doesn't live there, that they're going to commute back to Atlanta to get the circumcision done. How about you so how about you so you know bad PR guys booties back together. Let's do that. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, literally PR meaning Atlanta's booties be bleeding literally. According to the stories I hear. (laughs) Is that part of the package as well? I mean, we sold you a booty. It's your decision, you know what I'm saying? Like for real, this is a big ass green. It's a lime green sign, Jay, with white lettering, and it's underlined too. And turn on two, two underlines. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they making sure you see it. I was angry by when I saw it. I was angry by it. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> like this is a terrible take. Like this is like good perfect for my show. Like this is terrible. This is this is like terrible one hundred and one. Really? 
and, and it's and it, I, I read I read on the site it says if you have twins we have a buy one get one free circumcision package are you kidding me oh, buy one, one, like this is retail or something buy <laughs> one get one yes if you have twins with a buy one get circumcision package are you kidding me wow okay oh oh oh, oh. This, 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 this whole place is a bad take yeah like First of all, you have no niche. I don't see where your niche is, first of all. Secondly, your business is a bad take. Your profession is a bad take. How do you how, how do you get there? Are you a law school are you a medical school reject? Like well, I'm just gonna do that for clip on dudes, Johnsons when they're babies. That's my last option. Like what? Boy, boy, okay, Jay, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'd rather throw bags and have that job. How about that? Oh wow. <laughs> Moe Diddy throwing a bag they clipping a, a baby's Johnson that's me that says a lot now, now I wouldn't mind being an OBGYN if I was a man I get free shots every day unless it's stanky or somebody like, like the mother man did I'm okay that job <laughs> <laughs> but to clip a young man's Johnson how do you get there I, I, I want to hear from the listeners. If you are a, a sexual citizen specialist, is what they call them. If you specialize in circumcising in young men, how'd you get there? What pushed you in that route, that field? I don't know. I am confused. Inform me and Jay via email and get our names right, please. Because, uh, Jay, I want to share with you a name it was called, and it blew my mind when I read the email. Can't be serious. Um, here we go. Jeremiah Ramon and Meganique Wise. Who is Jeremiah Ramon and who is Meganique Wise? <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> exactly. And we got Aspen and Randelia Target. What? Our names aren't even close to these. <laughs> yeah, those were some of the emails we got where the names was, I kept the name out the email because the emails probably be bad. Because I'm like, I'm not reading your email. I just saw this horrible name you called us. So screw you <laughs> and your email. <laughs> so, folks, that's bad takes. Take the takes, it, it flame in your mind, and say to yourself, I don't end up on bad takes with Boss J. Monique. I don't want to end up on the show. So when you're out this week, think about that. I want to be on the show. I want to end up getting clowned on the show because you'll get clowned if I we get any whiff of your take. Okay? You can clown. So, if you want to be clowned, be stupid. Because, you know, that means you've heard this show. means you've the bad takes have gotten even worse ones from you. So, if you want to be a part of the show, be stupid. If you don't, you just want to enjoy the show, check the show out at BossManShow.com Keep liking, sharing Retweeting, keep hitting me up on the email I know you listen to the show I appreciate you all It's Bad Takes, we out! It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me 
Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show. Jay Bonique and Bossman here. Top of the Boss Report here on the Boss Radio Network, BossmanShow.com. Jay, you ready for some more Boss Report today? Yep. All righty, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. Boss Report. First story is this, Jay. Florida man, 23, tried to pay for his McDonald's with a bag of marijuana. Wow, really? Come on now. And then what yeah. happened to him? He got arrested? He sure did. Sir, I'm right. That was stupid. What is he? What, how far did he think he was going to get with doing that? Uh, he must have thought he was going to get very far. Like he thought that dime bag was going to come in meal for him. Yup. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. And we got this, Jay. Have a window seat. Erica Badu gets booed after going on and on on her love for the Pie Piper of r and I'll be already doing Chicago show. <laughs> oh, man, because a lot of people are are, are, are gunning for him, and so especially after that documentary series came out. So, yeah. Now probably wasn't the best time for her to uh, publicly voice her love for him, you know, she probably, you know, should have kept that to herself. Exactly. That's just not smart on Erica Badu's part. You know, she need to call Tyrone and get on the phone. Yep. Sure. And quickly. Uh, we got this Florida woman, KFC worker and customer get into it over a health violation. Then the help her through the chicken at the dadgum customer. Both arrested. Hold up, the worker threw chicken at the customer? Yes. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's a very terrible take right there. Man, that customer must have really said some, some stuff to really make that worker mad. But, I mean, I, either way, as a, as a worker, you're tending to the public, you know, regardless of what they say. You don't turn around and take chicken or any type of food and throw it at them. And somebody was being good Samaritan and stopped and helped him out when he didn't even have to, and he got to turn around and, and steal the man's truck. How ungrateful! Yes, and still is not been apprehended. Yet. He's still on the loose. Wow! All I can say is the bad karma is going to follow that man at the end of the day, and it's reasons like that why a lot of people don't like stopping to help people anymore. You got that right. I am scared to do it. I don't want to take a L. Yep. I don't want to do it. And we got this. Fresher than you, Dion Cole lands a spot as the new Old Spice guy. Okay. I, I don't know why Dion Cole was the Old Spice dude. 
wears Old Spice as a man anymore. I don't know anybody that does it. Yeah, I'm not really into that smell. You know, because as a woman, you still, even though you're as a, the one not wearing that stuff, when they have a man, you know, they still want their man to smell a certain way. I don't particularly care for the smell of Old Spice. Yeah, Old Spice, Brute, Jordache, what's all them cheap old men brands? Like Her they, they, for they, men. They, they, they have to go away. <laughs> they have yep. to go away. Thankfully, I buy my cologne. Perry Ellis 360 on com. The big bottle flight. Like, $50 something it lasts me for a long time. Yeah, those know, are good. You know, I'm not going to get my cologne at Kroger's, okay? I'm not, not oh, no! Uh-uh. <laughs> that is a big no-no. You don't go to Kroger's. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't even be picking up men's cologne at Walmart, to be quite honest with you. It's just not... It's yes, and I see dudes racking up with body washes and buying clones and getting those croakers and fall, and I'm like, Why? Right. It, yeah, don't do it, that. It, Gentlemen, if you're doing that currently and, you know, you're getting cologne at Walmart just because you feel you're getting a good deal, stop doing that now. It's yes, not and, cool. And, you know, we know nothing want to throw out this axe. Axe is, it is an illusion. Axe does not last that long, okay? And I, I'm not a fan of the spray the other either. Like, uh, I'd rather do the roll-on, because I know what's on me. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to chance it with the spray the other because that spray, what What if you spray, you miss? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Less is off you that it's on you, and, you, and throughout the day, you start to sweat and go south on you. You know? Yeah, and the so, sprays have more alcohol in them as well, which can also be irritating. So yeah, go roll on, you know, and you know, and don't get your cologne or body wash of choice at Walmart, Kmart, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, uh, Family Dollar. Any of them stores are not proper hygiene buying places. Okay, <laughs> it's not. Hey man, Jesus Christ, we gotta get better people. Florida man Jay installs a giant wooden penis mailbox in his front yard. Wow, really? I mean, I get trying to be different, but that's just weird. It's very weird, and it's disturbing. Yeah, it's very scary. Yeah, it's almost like saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look what I did with my mailbox. It's like, that's just so childish. Yeah, very much so. Uh, that's very childish and very sick at the same time. But his house stinks. I mean, he, uh, you know, I mean, he soft work on his couch very often. Probably the magazine he ain't getting none. I bet his computer's probably just a big old virus. Click watching all day on mm-hmm. probably. And we got this story. I am Groot. Purdue Farms recalls get this. 68,244 pounds of chicken nuggets that may contain wood. How does wood get in chicken nuggets? Please. Yeah, how did wood get in chicken nuggets? How did wood get mixed with chicken at all? Let's do that. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how that even works. I, I can't even try to explain how that even gets to that point. Like, I'm trying in my head, but I can't do it. Yeah, that's, that's quite puzzling. 
very uh-uh, Purdue better set their game up. Luckily, I don't get Purdue chicken nuggets, but when I do chicken nuggets for my kids, I usually get the Tyson brand. Thank God. Yeah, be careful about them Gordon's fish sticks, too. Yeah, I don't mess with Gordon's fish sticks, either. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm glad you don't, but that Van Florida with the snot of catfish band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just traumatizing. <laughs> you know, man, that's terrible. We got ganja burn, police find marijuana growing operation inside of the Iowa mayor's basement. You kidding me? The mayor? The Iowa mayor had a bunch of marijuana in his basement and then the cops caught him? Yes. This is my opinion. Listen here. Marijuana shouldn't even be that that big of a deal. It's legal in most states. It's not harming anybody. They need to just cut the crap and go after real criminals. I agree. I, I do agree. That is very, very much true. And he's what has me off the marijuana anyway. Just text it. You know what you got to do? Exactly. So he's a pothead. And? <laughs> exactly. You're doing his thing. And you remember, you, you remember Chingy? Yes, I do. Got that hair, that hair. Chingy's getting chicken head stomped for rocking a civil rights box fade 2019. Wait, wait, what are you doing again? He's rocking a civil rights box fade in 2019. I'm most reminded of that old 1950s box cut they had back in the day. MLK had it, Charlton had it, just Charlton had that, mm-hmm. that old, he, he had the smartest boss fade working right now. Maybe he he's trying to get more attention and, you know, he's just trying to draw more publicity to himself. He's kind of maybe pulling like what like a jock move right now. Jock always got something going on with his hair. He's all wearing a dress too. <laughs> Uh, Jay, this is my take on Young Jock. Uh, any man who only opens a salon and ends as a frequent client, get some strings about that. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Concern. At least Usher got rid of his damn perm. What about Jock? <laughs> Usher now got just enhanced it and, cha- and, and added blue to it. Goodness gracious. We now we are Florida man threatening to kill neighbor with kindness by name's machete kindness. This guy, this guy in Florida named his machete kindness. Yes, I don't understand why people name their equipment. It's an inanimate object. It's not a person. It's not even an animal. It is an object. And he's going to name a machete of all things. Kindness. Yes. Oh, gosh. People should not be naming equipment. People and, and whoever's out there that's doing that, stop naming equipment. Don't. Don't name your machete. Don't name your bike. Don't even name your car. Like, don't name your car Betty or Grace or whatever. Just stop Bella. it. Y'all just seen a picture today of me. I'm taking Bill out for a wash. You know, a car doesn't have a name. That's called a Honda Horde. Not a <laughs> Bella. <laughs> the 
That was my comment on the picture. The car oh, is wait, called, I believe uh, you too. A Honda Accord, not quote Bella. What do you mean, Bossman? What I said. The car is called a silver Honda Honda Accord, not Bella. That's what I said, Bunny Bread. What do you mean, Bunny Bread? Do you not know the commercial? You not remember when we was a kid? Did Bunny Bread commercials come on? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you, lady? Yeah, still taking Bella out for a car wash today, Bella. Why isn't Bella can think or know what's going on? It's a car. Yes, that drives me mad as well. Like these takes are worse by the day. I must say, people doing the most on the Instagram and IG. And get this. Also in Florida, a Florida man drives a golf cart, growls like a dog, and gives deputies the middle finger after masturbating on the 18th hole to show he's the man. No, it's not showing that he's a man. It's showing that he's a freak. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this one. He's masturbating. He's growling like a dog while he's driving the golf cart, and then he's flicking off the officers. I mean, Four man, what a way to draw story. attention. Four bad takes in one story. Right. <laughs> and I don't know what's worse even it works than the other one. You know, like, they're all terrible. Like, sir, what's your deal? Right. You don't flick off a police officer. Like, you're not supposed to intentionally try to make an officer mad. You don't masturbate on a, on a golf course. That's something you do in your private area. I don't judge anybody that does that, but if you're going to do it, do it privately. Exactly. Like, take care of your business. You know, at home. You know. <laughs> okay. If you if you can't if you can't wait, you know, go to the nineteenth hole club restroom and I'm small and take care of your business quietly. No, if you can't wait, if something's burning your soul that much, you got to get it off. You got to take care of that. You know, there are ways there around this. Like, my man, get your mind right, please. We got two more to go here, people. Two more to go in the Boston Sports. Two more to go. Uh, we got jail for an Ohio man who kicked taxi driver out of the car. So, quote, it's my turn to drive. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Hold on. So this guy orders, uh, pays for a, a taxi. He's a passenger at yes. first, and then at his convenience, he tells the taxi driver to get out, and that it's his turn to drive. Yes. What and- happened there? It's like was the taxi driver taking too long? Did the cus- did the passenger not like the turns or the direction the taxi driver was taking? It's like. There's just so many questions here as to what makes this passenger want to kick the taxi driver out of his own car and then say, it's my turn to drive? What do you mean it's your turn to drive? It's not your car. <laughs> exactly. Like, sir, what's your deal? Like, I don't get how, how do you get that point to, yo, yo, bro, nah, I'm done. Get out. It's my turn to drive. Like, it says, if he didn't even like the taxi driver, he could have just been like, hey, can you know what? Can you just stop right here and let me out? Okay, that I could probably understand. But to sit here and say, get out, it's my turn to drive. That part is like, I don't know how it even got to that level. The story says, he left the man for dead after throwing him out of the car, Grand Theft Auto style. Wow. 
So he threw the man like in the middle of the street. literally threw the taxi driver out the car. <laughs> and he threw him in the middle of the street to get ran over. Wow. That's taxi driver, Taxi driver still in intensive care, healing and recovering. The man got cuffed running into the telephone pole three miles down, down the road. He did all that and then ended up running into a telephone pole. It's almost like, what was the whole purpose of doing that? And at, at the end of the day, there's just no excuse for throwing a taxi driver out of their car in the middle of the street to get ran over. That's, that ain't cool. Yeah, this man in Ohio takes the cake. Another man takes it got worse. And last story today is something, another problem we have. People, Jay's story about a woman marrying a ghost, which is pretty terrible. We have a Florida woman who married a Ferris wheel saying, quote, he can rock my world and turn me around and around and around. What's going on? <laughs> first of all, I know a quote, Ferris wheel was a quote, he. First of all, I know he was, first wheels are called he's. He can quote, rock your world? How? And then turn you and around and around? In Florida? Yes. This is so shameful right here. It's like a Ferris wheel is an it. It's a, it, it is a machine. It is something that people ride on. And how does one get to that level, to that point mentally, where they tell themselves that they want to marry a Ferris wheel? And then on top of that, who's the fool that actually allowed her to marry the Ferris wheel? Like, who? what ordained person or person in the position of authority allowed this? I blame them, too. Exactly. And how, how does it, I would say I do. How does a Ferris wheel say I do by creaking, maybe? Crack, I do. Probably what it was, the creaking. Like, what the? Oh, Lord. Uh, Jay, this boss report is, is a clear sign of any that my our statement is true. And I keep saying it. That bad takes be getting even worse takes. This, is a, this report has proven it once more, Jay. Yeah, it was crazy today. Like, folks, when you play this hour of the Boss Man show back, understand the gravity of what we talked about today on the show. All these bad takes that have happened, Jay, within seven days of the last show. Think about that. In the past seven days, all these things have happened. What's wrong with our world? <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> so... Folks, hope you enjoy the show. Check the show out. Enjoy this hour. Great hour of content. Bossmanshow.com. Boss J. Monique, the Boss Report. Bad things combined together. Check it out, folks. We are out. Love love y'all. Check us out. We're at the web on demand. Bossmanshow.com. And if you don't know, now you know.